Ravioli, ravioli. Give me the formula. Oh, hey! Motherfucking. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they do that. He's got claws. And glasses. <laughs> Are you like windshield person? <laughs> yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> hey, this is two people and a person. My name is Samuel. My name is Asher. UL. My name is Caroline. UL. Carolineo. <laughs> this is a podcast all about ravioli, ravioli, ravioli. ravioli. Give me the formuoli. So, um, so what I was saying? No, we <laughs> have to start the whole podcast over, dude. The oh, whole yeah, thing right. got deleted. We what I fifteen minutes in, and now we have to do the what whole I thing wasn't again. saying because we didn't record any of that <laughs> was um, who is a zombie the most and why? That's a great question. Um. who is the most zombie i think i think caroline go you should go first and build your case why are you the most of a zombie why are you most of a zombie um why am i most of a a zombie 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 That was a very formative song for me. That entire album. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Because it's, it's still 1916 so... in your head. This is a pretty good um, setup for your argument. Oh, how the Cranberries, uh, whatever album that song, Zombie, came off of. Yeah. Which may have been the same album where they released the song about the Bosnian genocide. Does everybody remember that? That song? rings a bell. Yeah. Anyway, those those vocals really uh, can drive a variety of messages home. Anyway, um, I'm a zombie because I spent my evening shuffling around Brooklyn, um, mm-hmm. not in search of flesh, um, basically in search of something to do with my time and some sort of validation as a recently unemployed person <laughs> with mm. With nothing calling me home uh, to be done on a Friday morning mm-hmm. or afternoon or night. So, um, so I'm a zombie. So I stayed up all night, <gasps> you know. <gasps> yeah. You're, like, <gasps> a, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like a New York zombie. Mm. Special breed. I am. But I'm not like one of those, um, those like suit zombies that you see. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. Not so, those types. So I understand you saw the dirty projectors. I did. How was that? Um, It was it was great. It was great. I got a contact high within literally two minutes of being there. (laughs) That's excellent. Um, Fantastic job. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I put a lot of effort into it. Um, And I saw there was an app called Kamasi Washington that also played, Um, and they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Dirty Projectors were really, really great. I'd never seen them live. Um, it was mostly their new stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which is a lot different in my opinion as like mm-hmm. a non, somebody who's never been in a band, but 
that you know listens to a lot of music yeah performs music um i just i think it's a lot different than the stuff that i kind of grew to love about them uh-huh. but, that's interesting um, i haven't heard any of their new yeah. stuff yet and actually i think uh nat is still laying down or he just recently finished perhaps laying down his bass tracks and he's actually was doing that over at uh our friend peter's house in the pretty purgatory studio which is pretty cool um yeah, yeah i d- very different i mean he's like he's playing a five string now which is like just like i don't know maybe that's like too specific for me that's like a bass player joke that it either has too few or too many strings <laughs> but I think really like Wait, you need fun. to play bass so you need like really two strings minimum. Like I think maybe if you're going to have four strings that's pretty standard, you know, no big deal. Five strings this is that weird middle area. And which one high or low? Yeah, you're going to go high five, you're going to go low five, probably low five. Uh, low five is mostly obnoxious. I am It's an, it's a whole extra string so you can get one, two, three, four more notes chromatically below the E string. Right. Not really. Whereas uh, the high string allows you to be a little bit more melodic, I yeah. guess. Well, maybe? no, it does. You can extend your arpeggios up another fourth. Either another way, fifth. it's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. If you're gonna, you, if you're gonna have extra strings on your bass, you should just like go the extra mile and learn either completely relearn how to play the instrument and tune it in fifths like the bass player from Lightning Bolt um, or just go full bore 27 string bass like a piano like with strings so low they don't even make noise it's just like Mm. doesn't even make Mm. a pitch useless yeah and then strings so high that only dogs can hear them and they just like start yelping whenever you play them yelping yelping like oh I thought you meant like (laughs) No, reviewing. and then they go and they review you on Yelp, <laughs> and they give you one star reviews. One string review. Like, one string reviews, and they're they're like, uh, pitch on this bass was too high, <laughs> and alternatingly too low. Did not enjoy. One star. <laughs> will not recom- Will not come back. Will Do not, not recommend. Dogs are the original Yelpers. Yeah. Um. So breaking news. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we, uh, who else is a zombie? Were you, what about you? What are about you? no? What about what you? About me? Um. I'm a zombie because um, I don't like being around people, and I want to um, bring about the downfall of capitalism. I don't. I think you're. I don't think that's. I don't think that's not being a zombie. No, because zombies like. What happens? Zombies when love people. They like eating people. Yeah. I don't necessarily like that. That's not my zombie. Okay. Persona. So you're like a lone zombie uh-huh. rather than a horde zombie. Yeah, I'm more of the loner zombie, but okay. I do want to spread zombie because that will destroy oh, capitalism. Okay. I've always felt um, that the George Romero vein of zombieism is like <coughs> secretly communist because if so. It's not immediately apparent, but when oh, you... Oh, completely. You think so? I totally agree. Cool. Uh, please go on while yeah, I consult okay. the internet to back up my argument. Sure, sure, sure. Well, so um, I forget what, which, at what stage in the night of the day of the dawn of the whatever, like that series. I, yeah, yeah. One... It's the mall one. 
No, well, on. there's the mall one has like some anti, some like subtle anti-capitalist critiques in it. Um, but well, not so subtle. But uh, uh, no, um, uh, the one that I'm thinking of is like the the whole world becomes zombified, and then the rest of the humans left over um, are living in these like sort of fascist uh little clumps like these militarized little clumps with electric fences around them sounds like day of the dead day of the dead it might be day of the dead and so there's like this high this super intense class structure in those societies where there's like the working class who have to like go out and go on like resource runs and stuff and they are seen as expendable and then there's the people who are like in the castle back and then like but just like the lower class is treated like shit um and then what they find is like most of the people most of the zombies in the world go back to just like now that most people aren't are are zombies they just kind of like start going about their own business and they just go back to doing whatever they were doing before farming um you know maybe not playing tuba in a marching band i think their you know lack of lips would make that they don't have issue. lips some of them don't some of them have lost their lips due, due to rotting um but um yeah so like uh, most of society has just like gone on to this like new zombie thing. So most tuba oh. players can't play tuba when they're zombies. I'm gonna say that no. What about saxophone? I think most things that require lips probably are gonna be off limits. So percussion, you're probably good. Mm -hmm. Maybe power chords on guitar. Maybe probably not like super articulated stuff. Right. So all this left is like butt rock. Yeah, punk bands basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so all zombie bands are all zombie bands are punk bands that probably <laughs> crust punk bands and I think or crust hardcore and I think that kind of goes without saying <laughs> okay, like I don't well, think that we really need to articulate I think that's that settled that you should move on yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so zombies are all like crust punk communists yeah but so then but then eventually there's a break in who can't uh, play wind instruments yeah <laughs> which like, is yeah prohibitively this is true <laughs> <laughs> they can never play wind instruments. This is true. You, have you ever heard a, a really rocking clarinet part in a crust punk band? <laughs> no. Oh my god, this explains so much more than just the link between zombies and communism. Um, but so, no. so there's a break in. There's a break into the to this like fortress village, and the zombies like totally ignore the working class of that village, and they just go after like the ruling class people. And they just then they retreat and they just leave the working class people alone. They leave them to their own business. And so I think, I think that um, that the George Romero zombie world is actually like a metaphor for communism, because the zombies work together in hordes to achieve their goals um, right. of like overthrowing the world order. That's what I'm saying. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's what I was where I was coming from. Yeah, I think that's right. Sweet. So. Yeah, that's kind of like that's that's you being like a zombie. Me, I am like a zombie in that I crave the taste of flesh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I saunter about aimlessly and uh consume people who cross my path. Just mm -hmm. eat them. Chomp, chomp. And that's that's tiring. That's exhausting. Oh man, it's so exhausting. It's that's why I just go at a saunter. It's easier for zombies. Right. It's kind of a shuffle. For real zombies, because they don't have feelings. Yeah, they just. That's also how I'm like a zombie. No feelings. Just completely dissociate. Uh, uh, speaking of zombies, 
I'm pretty sure that my like thesis paper to complete my sociology degree at USM. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I wrote that thesis trying to look at film and uh, dissect cinema and film in terms of like high versus lowbrow art mm-hmm. and kind of look at like and then like that obviously like kind of inspires this discussion about cultural studies which is kind of like an offshoot of sociology that got kind of muddled in this whole paper writing process but anyways i definitely watched dawn of the dead and uh another one of george romero's films and tried to like analyze it for its its worth as like this lowbrow horror movie that ended up being really canonical but also like uh like this kind of repository of um meaning for sociologists and Mm. i'm looking for that paper right now and on my computer and all that i found i found the paper but i also found rob zombie's entire discography (laughs) not remember downloading that to my laptop within the past seven years that i've had it or ever (laughs) Um, so it just found its way on there it's just i don't know and i also found the cranberries it's the rob Zombie zombie apocalypse yeah, so maybe I should like Google random nouns more to see what I've put on this laptop. Anyway, so we're all a little zombified. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, wrong with that. Um. So I think. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news items. Newsing it up in the news. I love the news. I love being in the news. I love being around the news. I love being by the news and. And about the news. <laughs> I'm all about the news. Today, um, Friday the 9th of June 2017, marks the first day that the Facebook has dot com, face, the Facebook dot com has a Pride React button. Um, but you yes. have to like the uh, LGBTQ at Facebook official Facebook page in order to have the pride react it's not like mother's day where everybody gets a thankful react it's basically like the glitter bomb of facebook i'm loving it mm-hmm. every story that goes McDonald's. by i mean whatever i think i just like rainbows frankly um and i'm yeah i'm do 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 i'm making everything gay <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, that's great breaking news. Thank you for alerting everybody to that. But um, I also want to share another development in visual, the internet and visual culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, there's a an article entitled "How a Simple Netflix Error Led to the Babadook Becoming a Gay Icon." Baba Duke. The Babadook. Babadook. Okay, I watched that movie. Tell me about it. I don't. Yeah, I have not watched the Babadook. Tell us all about it. You dude should watch it. Okay. Yeah, I watched it and and I remember it. I don't remember it. I haven't watched it. Tell me all. But I want to know why it's gay. Why is it so gay? What happened? It was not a gay movie. Why is it gay? Oh, okay. Well. According to an author 
writing for Polygon. Uh, this author's name is Julia Alexander. Uh, Julia Alexander writes, like many good memes, it all started with an innocent Tumblr post. When Tumblr user Taco Bell Ray um, uploaded a screenshot of the Babadook listed as one of the films available in the LGBTQ section of Netflix. Since that post was uploaded, it's garnered more than 125,000 notes and been reblogged thousands of times. Um, so that's like where this whole meme began. So ne- and now there's ne- just like... <laughs> Netflix posted like... it as a LGBTQ movie? and now there's like all these these memes and these illustrations and like fan art that people are putting putting on the internet of the bad in like pride so i've seen the memes i didn't know i didn't i was like i saw that and i was just like i don't understand yeah um man tumblr's so funny right now i didn't even know (laughs) didn't even get it all i remember about babadook really because it wasn't a very good movie, um, in my opinion, was at some point the monster who is Baba Duck, like Babadook, a bunch of like st- he like projectile vomits, and I just like when watching it like yelled out Baba Puke. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Baba Puke. Baba Puke. Doop 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 doop. I mean, Baba and puke. I guess there there like is an argument for. The, the film, but also the character of the Babadook being uh, some sort of like, I don't like What's metaphor. The plot? Can you? So I feel like this is, you guys have seen it. I feel like this is last episode where you didn't know what Beethoven's second was. Which was a travesty. Really tragic. <laughs> so if, you could, if you guys could just really quickly, I'm going to give you each like, just say half of a sentence and then you've finish the other half of the sentence and then just go i'll just like go i'll point back and forth between you um and then you just tell me what the movie's about so caroline the babadook begins mom is not very aware what's going on with her kid kids trying to figure stuff out there's a monster door thing and uh and the mom doesn't quite buy it the babadook is really creepy and should stay away from children and children also feel compelled to protect the Babadook from their moms. And um, <laughs> it's basically a moving meditation on trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Baba Puke. Uh, and scene. <laughs> so what actually, I still feel like I don't know what this movie's about at all. It's a horror film. Okay, it's about it's a, horror film. It's it's about about the boogeyman? a monster. It's about it's the boogeyman? It's like a monster. Yeah, it's like the boogeyman's under this kid's bed and this kid starts to like militarize himself against this monster with like yeah. a bunch of kind of rudimentary looking tools uh, with a bunch of like weird little like archery type tools uh-huh. um and the mom just get ends up getting well how much should i actually give away though the whole thing i'm not gonna watch it but what if people have i think you would really dig it actually yeah I, it's it, not that scary frankly i mean it's more like the value is in like this symbolism that lies within it it's not that scary of a movie yeah it's more it's more like it makes a point in a way it's like it's not like a it's not overly plot oriented i want to be clear the reason why i know the plot of any of the george romero zombie uh saga is because i have read the wikipedia plot summaries 
I have not watched a single George Romero zombie film. I don't like horror films. I can't watch them. They give me nightmares. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Wow. Well, that's rough, dude. That's really brutal. I know. It's just like you're talking about a good chunk of my teenage years, which was dedicated to all of the George Romero zombie films watched on repeat while listening to metal at the same time. Well, I mean, I, I'm down, I'm with you for the metal. All about the metal. Um, kind of a wimp when it comes to watching. Uh, partic- for me, it's particularly around the abdomen. Shaun, right. of, Shaun of the Dead is uh, a really bad uh, transgressor in that area. Um, when they have that, that bar scene where the one guy has the glasses and then the zombies reach into his abdomen Ooh, and just pull it I apart. I could see that, yeah. And then they quarter him and pull him limb from limb. And you like when you're watching a horror film, you never know that could happen at any time. I hate being tickled, and that looks like the worst tickle session. I know this about you. Is that something you're comfortable telling <laughs> people about? Because I've jet- I think people should know because if they want to playfully tickle me, I will kill them on accident. I'll just like reflexes will like come in, and then that one karate class that I took in third grade, just like. Yeah. So this is something I'm well aware. Not of. responsible for my actions. I after believe that. that I may have personally accidentally stumbled upon this knowledge. Um, <laughs> you you do not put your hands close to Asher's stomach. Don't do it. Just don't do that. Not responsible for what happens after that. And it's okay. really it's it's really something you learn right away. It's it's like a it's a it's a complete reptilian brain response. Speaking of reptilians, uh, well, we haven't got through all the breaking news yet. We I do we want to jump right into right into reptilian aliens. Most of the time, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess let's jump down that conspiracy <laughs> tunnel. We should have. Oh, we gotta have like a. Conspiracy tunnel. Great. I didn't know part of the show. No, it's it's been a past segment. We've had conspiracy tunnel as a segment on past episodes. Now we're giving it a proper segment section with um, uh, a theme song. Because now we're a segment-based We're segment-based podcast. podcast now. We're learning what we're doing. We're like professionals now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how much we want to get into this or how specific we want. I know that we all know what we're about to talk about. Um, yeah. I'll let Sam take the lead because I just don't I, – I want Sam to set the tone because like, I know that he had some reservations about getting into it too deep. Yeah, I mean basically the way I want to frame this is like someone – uh, in a, you know, elected political position locally, had a article written about them in the Portland Press Herald, which is a local paper, um, about their uh, like online persona as a sort of conspiracy theorist. Is that sort of accurate? Yeah, that's definitely accurate. Um, and so, I mean, personally, I think that every conspiracy theory is true, but. <laughs> I know even that the, even the ones that contradict one another. I know, yeah. I mean, I know that some people disagree. Like but Bush I, did nine eleven. Israel did nine eleven. Reptilian aliens did nine eleven. Nine eleven didn't happen. It was all holograms. <laughs> There's some oh. truth to everything and all of that and all of the things. And um, and I will uh, I will find the information. And if I can't find the information, I will tell you that you haven't found the information, and that's why you don't understand it. Uh, Caroline, do you want to dig into this a little bit? Well, first off, I think conspiracy 
Nazi theoretics, theory, Mm -hmm. theorism is like kind of inextricably bound up with um, like the idea of a persona. Like I feel like Mm. conspiracy theory, you know, like conspiracy theorists are very concerned with often their online identity, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, there's definitely a lot of like egoism. There's a lot of egoism. yeah, amongst conspiracy theorists. And I feel like you're David uh, Icke, you're Alex what's Jones. Going on. Yeah, right. Hillary Clinton. Um, Not so much. Uh, oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, this is like Sam's like dark side, like creeping out. And um, I believe in every conspiracy know. theory. Taking over the, the radio. That, I want to hear like the first conspiracy theory ever, like Western or maybe like specifically American conspiracy theory. Yeah, it was John Quincy Adams. John Adams and John Quincy Adams. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing a long con. It's a long con. They did 9-11. They did 9-11. It actually started um, with... Uh, the Who um, did? With John Quincy Adams and John Adams. Yeah, so... Um, the, the second and right, like, sixth right. president of the United States. And the, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're running such a long con. So it's like... You know the summary is like uh, Long Kong. Um, Long Kong is ba- Baal um, to John Quincy Adams to Hillary Clinton oh, to the devil. Yes. Oh, so yeah, like one of the one of the um, I, f- I feel like if we just like end up saying a bunch of stuff, it's going to be a bunch of nonsense, and like maybe we, there's some context that we can provide. I mean, it is all f- a bunch of fucking nonsense. It's just absolute garbage, but. Um, we could like maybe make try to make it make a little bit of sense. <sighs> so like one of the one of the conspiracy theories that this person, this elected official who um, has been pushing is that uh, these replicas of this ancient Syrian archway from a temple that was dedicated to an ancient Syrian king named Baal, which has later become synonymous with the devil because of. Uh, imperialist adventures by the Roman Empire after it turned Christian. They um, made Baal synonymous with the devil because they wanted to extinguish the Syrian um, culture and dominate it. See, the problem with your perspective, Asher, is that it's based on fact instead of on full belief in the conspiracy. You need to abandon factual information... But so so then okay, this conspiracy theory is that um, the, these like world leaders are building replicas of this arch, not because they're slightly Islamophobic and are um, doing this as kind of like a fuck you to ISIS because ISIS destroyed the actual arch of Baal, um, who, again, was an ancient Syrian king. They destroyed the arch because it had graven images and they have like fundamentalist religious beliefs that you are not allowed to have graven images. Um, and Baal had a religion around him being like a demigod or whatever, like a lot of kings did back in ancient times because people are stupid and believe shit. So these like world leaders are building these replicas. And so the conspiracy theory is that these replicas are going to bring about the Antichrist through child sacrifice. And this elected official is saying that Whoa. this is oh actually happening. That world leaders are sacrificing this, children um, to bring the, forth the Antichrist. This is part of the Pizzagate thing, right? Or is it? Wasn't there a bunch of um, like 
uh, like sacrifice and weird stuff. I thought Pizza Gate was, was just child... about child molestation, not. It was about child molestation. I remember that, but there, was, there was, was some like sacrificey, weird, uh, like blood sacrifices and stuff as well in there. I mean, why not? It's all fake. Just throw whatever. I mean, there you was a there. lot. Of, yeah. What else would? What else could a, we add to it? Yeah. Well, there was a lot of conspiracy theory about like the Clintons uh, collaborating with the performance artist Marina. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's Marina Abramovich. Um, Abramovich. Abramovich. Yeah, Abramovich. Abramovich. Um, like there was some sort of collaboration amongst her and the Clintons. Where, okay, Abramovich, whereby there was like child sacrifice. Uh, what? And because, yeah, that Marina what? Abramovich was mentioned in the John Podesta emails. Um, and then that mention ended up spinning into this narrative that I do not claim to know who spun out this conspiracy. Spirit cooking. Um, obvious, it, the, it's obviously. I mean, some sort of like 4chan right winger made this happen, but ended up accusing Hillary Clinton of, of Satanism, which I mean, yeah, there was a dinner party. It was the dinner party, which was mistaken for a satanic ritual the, the, by the spirit. Spirit cooking is the term. Uh, a bunch of conspiracy theorists online. And and that spirit huh? cooking and it involved children. It involved child sacrifice. So it's not Pizzagate. It's uh, it's the spirit cooking. But it is Podesta and Hillary Clinton. Or Wait, so I'm confused now. Did Hillary Clinton actually cook a child? Children. Did she serve a children? Did she serve a children to Maria Abramovich? According to this website, it says Hillary Clinton and John Podesta practiced a sa- satanic ritual known as spirit cooking, claimed by the internet. Fact checked by Snopes.com. False. To be false. False. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that magic isn't real. Magic isn't real? I guess not. Because like if 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 she was engaging in child sacrifices and satanic rituals in order to become president, it clearly didn't work. Unless Trump being president is part of her right. super long That's con. Super, the super long con, this is what I'm talking about. And actually John Adams. A- and Alex Jones is actually a paid plant. He's there to disinform you. And oh. get you to believe all this like made up bullshit so that you don't get to the real truth. Right. Which is that nobody's actually in control of anything. And uh, we have um, like these competing sections of the ruling class who are constantly at war with each other around their own private interests. Also, this elected official, just to bring the conversation back to this person, mm. uh, also, yeah, also seems to be trying to. The Seth Rich conspiracy. Yeah. Which has is, been brought up oh, on the show before. You're talking about the elected official in, here in Portland who's been in, in that Portland. news Portland news uh, paper article. But, but this elected profe- profe- this elected official um, at, in like one Facebook post that uh, according to the Press Herald article mm. that I'm reading, um, and I don't have any familiarity with the author of this Press Herald article, but... Um, Basically, it looks like she's this person is trying to somehow hold the Democratic, like the Democrats, mm-hmm. responsible. Um, oh, for the yeah, for the Seth Rich murder. Yeah, the and the Seth thing Rich that's crazy murder. is that's like a Trump supporter conspiracy theory. Right, like that is rampant yeah. in the right wing. Yeah, but this person is 
trying to like spread like yeah i don't know but but this person does believe in that which is crazy because like yeah i mean the police just said it was a robbery that went wrong and he got murdered during the robbery uh and then like you know don't always believe the police but then the parents have been like for the love of god stop it with this bullshit like god damn it and so like are are his parents in on the conspiracy too yes that doesn't make any goddamn sense because they're also running for public office i don't think so because they knew john adams and there's like no evidence the other thing too there's no evidence that he's the source of the leaked material or whatever well there was that one guy that said that that he that that's who he talked to and then decided that that wasn't true there, what? there was the the internet dude that internet dude who claimed that said that he had communicated with seth rich though he hadn't actually done he that. didn't actually did it yeah right he didn't actually did it right right no. so <laughs> he never did actually did that it's a bunch of lies it's a bunch of made-up bullshit so how do we feel how do we feel about having an elected official uh Kim. kind of espousing this or no. should do we want to go there or do we not want to go i there? don't feel great about it frankly and i know they're a member of the green party which i think is really bad um because like the green party has a problem with kind of being seen as kooky and um not serious and mm-hmm. whatever and so far and like i i'm a you know i've i've formerly been very active in the green party and also like the author of this piece like i'm not a fan of the mm-hmm. author of the piece that the uh, greg Kasich, um or kesich whatever not not the governor guy um greg kesich kesich yeah kesich 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 okay. anyway He's he's a neoliberal jerk. Um, he was all about privatizing public space in 2014. Mm. And uh, I co-authored an, uh, a response piece to a hit piece against the Green Party that he wrote back in 2014. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of his politics by any stretch. But the thing that like the cri- the critiques that he bring up in this article about this elected official are actually like kind of right on. And I, I it pains me to say that. Um, but. It's exactly the kind of problem that these, I mean, the Green Party being, I mean, in reality, like the the dominant um, position for for actual progressive electoral politics in the U.S. to be so succumbed to this issue. Yeah. Well, and the thing that pisses me off, too, is because like this sort of like Looney Tunes thinking is like that plagued Jill Stein's campaign mm-hmm. with, with like people were accusing mm-hmm. her of shit that she never even said or never even talked about saying like she believed in like healing crystals and like she's a fucking medical doctor. Yeah. Um. Like but like people still like saddled her with all this like Looney Tune bullshit that she never had anything to do with and never said and never um advocated for saying that she was an anti-vaxxer for instance which is you know, just absolutely not true. Like she actually co-authored a medical journal piece about how there is no statistical evidence that links vaccines and autism at all and that vaccines are Mm -hmm. safe for you to give your children and that you should do that if you want to prevent illnesses. Yeah. Well, she, the, the article, it was a book about, um, causes of autism in which, uh, vaccines did not make the cut. Yeah. 
Like, because there was no yeah. verifiable evidence yeah. about it. And I just want to get into that, like, you know, uh, the difference between, I, I mean, I guess I don't have to make this argument really, but, like, if the options are dying of polio or becoming slightly autistic or autistic at all, like, of any severity, I, I don't, I, I, personally i would take being autistic and i know a lot of people who have autism who agree like with that parent, what's that like as a parent like as a parent making a decision if you had like a child yeah, and they, were... like that, that autism is the worst possible thing that could ever happen it's kind of like a well, fucked up ableist position and part of it too is like um you can potentially prevent autism if you believe the bullshit um, by not giving vaccines to your children at the risk of giving polio, not to your child, but to other children. All children, well, yeah. yeah. Or rather, not just your child. Right. Like, you're putting your child at risk of mumps, rubella, measles, polio, um, like, fucking but the, so many diseases. The problem is, like, um, that is, we, people used to die of. Right, it's, like, children, um, like, some children don't need certain vaccines, but other children can't get those vaccines. And if a right. mild version of the illness is around, then they right. can get a deadly version. of Yeah, it. exactly. And that's why yeah. vaccines should be mandated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or part of why. Yeah. And that's and so whatever. And so, but yeah, so this Looney Tune bullshit is just like it's it's the it's poi complete poison for the left. <sighs> um, hey, so we're at a point <laughs> where we should get into I mean, we can come back to this, but. Right, we're at a point where we have to talk with our sponsors. Oh yeah, sponsors. I have a sponsor. Um Oh. It's a uh, It's Nolan Ryan. The baseball player. Yeah, he's dead, but he called me. He died? He died, but he called me. Oh no. Um he called me cuz he he misses pitching. And oh. if you give <laughs> money to our show, <laughs> he might start pitching again. I'd love that. I don't know Woo! why. But that's what he told me. So you should definitely um, send us money to our Venmo account that we haven't <laughs> made yet. And um, you got to make a Venmo account. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, you, you can send money. money. I thought we did. You can send money via PayPal to punkpatriot411 at gmail.com. And that will help us pay for hosting for and the show. And just leave a note saying this is for Nolan Ryan. Say it's for Nolan Ryan. Just thinking of you, buddy. Just thinking about you. Just, uh, I'm really miss you. I miss your 103, you 104, even 105 MPH pitches. Mm -hmm. um, no one has a fastball like you except for that guy that does. <laughs> uh, um, so that's Nolan Ryan, our sponsor, and um, he's dead, and he'll come back to life and pitch if you give us money. That's so good. I'm so glad that you, that, so good. Today's sponsor, today's episode is also brought to you by a, a uh, version of the Communist Manifesto. It's by <laughs> Karl Marx Which version? and Frederick Engels. It's the, uh, let's see which publishing house published it. It's the Philiquarian Publishing LLC Publishing House. Um... Philiquarian Publishing LLC has published this edition of the Communist Manifesto due to its public domain status. The cover design of this edition of the Communist Manifesto is copyright 2005, Philiquarian Publishing LLC. And it's just got, um, it's got, uh, uh, it's a soft, 
copy, soft cover copy, and it just has a little hammer and sickle on the front, and it looks like um, Arial font as opposed to Helvetica, and it just says the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx, Frederick Engels. That's so great. I wouldn't expect um, the Communist Manifesto to be participating in this blatantly uh, capitalist ad section of our podcast. Yeah, well, it's funny that you should say that because a specter is haunting Europe, (laughs) uh, the specter of communism. And all powers of old Europe have entered into a holy (laughs) alliance to exercise this specter. The Pope and Tsar, Metternich and uh, Guizot, French radicals and German police spies. Where is the party in opposition that has not been decried as communistic by its opponents in power? Where is the opposition that is not hurled? But well, anyway, that's you know, yeah. It's, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, so um, that's it's it's a great. It's uh, let's see how many pages long it is. Eighty-two, right? 80, Eighty-five pages. Eighty-five. Eighty-five pages long. It's a sh- quick read. Um, it's uh, it's. You really don't use it as a doorstop. Not good for that. No. Um, good for um, upsetting the world order and for developing a working class analysis of uh, world events. So thanks so much. Great. Thanks so much, Frederick Engels, Karl Marx, and Philoquian Publishing LLP <laughs> for bringing us uh, the Communist Manifesto. And I believe it was um, one of those point zero one pennies on you just pay for shipping on like amazon.com or something so get it or yeah um or you can buy it at a store and not go to amazon in a direct i'm not trying to directly refute what asher just said but i don't know amazon freaks me out man don't fuck with we're not going to get the sponsor for the next show if you're going to fuck with us with what (laughs) amazon yeah, Just well, Philippine, this is what they Philippine told us. Publishing LLC. I'm reading the fucking ad copy. This is what they fucking told us to say. And you're ruining it all. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! So I was refuting them at their sponsorship deal, not just Asher. Yeah, I'm like a traitor. <laughs> when, when, when Squarespace okay. and Casper mattresses finally decide to start sponsoring the show, you're gonna have to cut <laughs> it with that shit because. Yeah. <laughs> We have to read yeah, the actual I, oh copy. I might get on Mailchimp. Yeah, when Mailchimp decides to sponsor the show, <laughs> don't t- don't don't nag on their methods. You got to just go with it. We have to read the copy as written. Caroline, speaking of reading the copy as written, sure. read read exactly as written, Caroline. Don't mess with it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is great cuz there's a very detailed uh, example of copy that I need to to read off in order to like act to tell you who the next sponsor is. Um, the next sponsor are the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're a baseball team. Mm. Um, they're That's sponsoring a baseball sponsor the show. Hmm. Baseball. Um, and they're sponsoring the show because they've just got so much. They've just created like so much social capital and cultural capital online because after this week the senate hearings um whereby comey testified comey um, at me bro (laughs) comey at yeah so when comey was testifying john mccain i guess just decided to you know start rambling when john mccain was asking comey questions he got a lot of flack for that from the media yeah he's like the media could not figure out 
what the point of the questions were. And, and I guess it was really unclear <clears throat> what John McCain was getting at. And so uh, John McCain released a statement after the hearing trying to clarify what he was trying to say. And mm-hmm. um, what like an excerpt of that statement he read in the press reads, I get the sense from Twitter that my line of questioning today went over people's heads. Maybe going forward, I shouldn't stay up late watching the Diamondbacks night games. <laughs> and in response, the Arizona baseball team tweeted the, the, the shruggy, the, not the shruggy emoticon, but like the really drawn out like illustration of a shrug that you can <laughs> where it's like dash like the 1997 slant. version yeah 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 the like aim version <laughs> there i just sent you a picture of what of mm-hmm. yeah of the thing fantastic so thank you arizona diamondbacks for stepping up to the plate and for donating Woo! all that money to keep us storing our podcast on soundcloud.com which costs us 15 dollars a month so if you want us to not delete every episode after we post it then you should give us 15 dollars but don't forget to mention Nolan Ryan. Yeah, don't forget to buy Nolan Ryan. No, oh, that's right. Mention Nolan Rylan, Rylan so that he'll know to come back and start pitching again. Exactly. And then buy a copy of the Communist Manifesto and a ticket to a Diamondbacks game. Yep. Or just tweet at them. And or tweet at them and say thanks, buds. Yeah. Just thank them for sponsoring our podcast. And mm-hmm. um, that would be really great for us because... We are definitely looking for the same fan base as mm-hmm. the Arizona Diamondbacks. We we want to expand into that fan base. That would be fantastic. We should That's tweet. Something we need to tweet at the Arizona Diamondbacks and ask them to sponsor our podcast. We'll send them a copy of this episode again, again, again. Yeah, because they already did. No, no, no. I know, but we should ask them to do it again, like, yeah. but, but like <laughs> <Yeah>. more seriously, <laughs> right? With more money. With more money. <laughs> Give us more money than this give time. Give us more than... Because <laughs> they didn't give us that much this time. It no, was like a dollar. dismal. Like a dollar, almost. It was like a dollar. It was almost a dollar. It was one of those funny money dollars. <laughs> it's like a dollar, but smaller. So that's our advertiser people. So I, well, I think we should get really briefly into the Comey testimony, because we, we talked about it a little bit, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, so I just want to, like... You know, what the fuck is actually going on with the Comey thing? So I, I think I got a pretty good synopsis. Okay. I watched the whole thing. Um, oh, and, yeah, it's... Uh, Comey made it pretty clear what what his message was. Um, and it's... Um, it was... I mean, can we really talk about it in an open setting? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you can't really <laughs> talk about it in an open setting. So, as a as a podcast, we're bound by the Bible book. Yeah, um, that's a little <laughs> the li- bad the bi- <laughs> We're bound by. It. Do, you, do you swear? I swear on a stack of Babadooks. <laughs> little known fact about podcasts is that we're all bound by the Bible book. Babadook. Um, Babadook so. haunts us. Babadook <laughs> is a book. That's the funny thing. 
is that the Babadook? Right. Um, I swear on a stack of Babadooks books. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Babadook books. We tried to burn it. We tried to throw it away. We tried to bring it to the cops, and they gave us this crazy ass look. Mm. Um, so now we're haunted by the the Babadook um, to not disclose information, certain information. Right. Or else we'll get more haunted. We can't we talk about it in, a, in an open setting. So as much as um, I'd like to relay the information that I learned, what the understanding I get from um, the Babadook is that we cannot talk about it in an open setting. Right. Um, so we can't talk about it in an open setting. Yeah. So I think like this lack of transparency in government is actually kind of one of the things that fuels all of this paranoia and conspiracy theory bullshit. Because like, I mean, the government is fucking terrible. Uh It's just fucking terrible. Prove it. I don't have to. Like, it's just there's nothing. Prove it (laughs) using only conspiracy theories and no blatant, obvious examples. Well, there's like, you know, the planet is a hollow beehive honeycomb (laughs) and the magma that comes out as lava of all the volcanoes of the world is their honey (laughs) that's delicious and they use underground radio stations to beam thoughts into the fillings in our teeth because they put RFID chips when you get your uh, your your molars sealed. I mean, that part doesn't sound so good, but if the volcanoes are flowing honey, then it's kind of worth no, it's it. Good, it's good thoughts. They make us think good thoughts, but that's so that they can control us so we don't see it when the bad stuff happens. Okay, now you can explain using factual information if you want. Yeah, okay, so like the just the government is like not democratic, and there's so much shit that we don't get to participate in, and there's, so, there's just no accountability whatsoever, which is the problem. And I think going back to this whole, like, school board thing, like, mm-hmm. it's really upsetting that, like, the Green Party doesn't have a system of accountability for its elected officials. It's really upsetting that the school board doesn't have accountability for its elected officials. We just have to wait for them to either resign or to lose an election. It's, like, that. just, like, nothing about any of this, like, has anything to do with accountability to anybody not to parties. The parties aren't like the ca- the the candidates are not accountable to political parties. The political parties have no control over their candidates, um, which I think is like you know uh, evidenced by this bullshit that happened in Omaha, Nebraska, where like this guy was like he's been like this big time uh, anti-choice uh, legislator in Nebraska, and he's like running for mayor of Omaha. And the DNC, like, intervened and dumped a bunch of money to, like, make Omaha become Democrat, but, like, with a with this, like, really ardent anti-choice guy. And then, like, right. Bernie Bernie Sanders was, like, out-stumping for him. Mm. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said that there's no problem with the Democrats backing anti-choice people because abortion is a, quote, fading issue. Um, what? And, yeah. So there's just like the the Democrats aren't accountable to the people like neither political party is accountable to the people. Um, There's just like no nothing is accountable to anything. There's just no democracy, no accountability. And 
yeah and so and like and also like the media sucks and so like that breeds a lot of paranoia and like a lot of conspiracy theory stuff but that does like i i don't think that that validates or provides any support for conspiracy theories i think we just have to be better consumers of media we have to be more skeptical yeah or we could just do as sam doesn't believe everything everything it's best to just believe it all um and not do any critical thinking uh just trust me. Yeah. Right. That's at the bottom line. Just trust me. Just um, yeah. Just do. And it. Asher, do you feel like so like the lack of transparency that's kind of been exemplified by Comey declining to comment on so much mm. uh, in an open setting? Mm. Is that uh, like just exemplary of our government not being accountable? I would assume is what I, that I connection think so. is. Well, it's so like, what's the actual narrative there? So, like, Comey was investigating Hillary Clinton for, right. for there was, like, the email private server thing. And one of the things that we learned from the leaked emails from the private server was that she was involved with a trade deal in Russia, something to do with uranium mines. And then that was, like, an actual news story. And the New Yorker Times, the New York Times reported on that, but then it's also when Trump tweeted about it, it was a fake news story, and it didn't uh-huh. actually happen. And then, um, and then, so then Comey got done investigating Hillary Clinton, and then Trump won, and then Comey was investigating Trump for connections to Russia, and then, uh, then Comey got fired, but then it didn't actually have anything to do with the investigation, which it wasn't even actually happening. Like, I have no idea what the fuck is actually going on. Which is the plan, right? I think it is. So, I think um, it's, like, just a bunch of, like, just its giant impenetrable wall of just nonsensical bullshit. Yeah. So, um, Asher sent sent us this thing. I don't know if you saw it, Caroline, about uh, Vladislav Surkov. Mm. Um, and so mm. this guy in Russia is, like, involved in the cabinet in some way. And he is like a former avant-garde artist. Mm-hmm. And part of huh. what he learned in his past was how to um, to just give people such a wash of a combination of information and misinformation that they stop to have a grasp on reality. Mm-hmm. And then like he's taken that mm-hmm. over the past decade and uh, instilled it into the highest forms of government in Russia um, in the sense that like releasing articles about strategies being used by the government to subvert common people for the purpose of getting people confused that the government would tell them that the government would do such a thing. And so it's like the whole goal is how confused and and baffled can we make the public? Can we mm-hmm. so that they stop even being able to critically think about what we're doing. Mm. And I yeah. do feel like a similar thing's happening in the States. Yeah, like he would, so Surkov would like back neo-Nazi groups. He would also back liberal groups that opposed the Nazi groups. And then after the fact, he would say, hey, I sponsored both of these groups and I did it on behalf of the state uh, and in support of Putin. And he would like, he would like back, he would just get the, he would use the state department to like donate a ton of money um, to opposition parties that were trying to overthrow Putin, and then he would reveal that that's what he was doing. And so, like, the whole point is just to keep people in a complete state of distrust 
and paranoia so that they're unable to mobilize uh, any sort of opposition, mm-hmm. any sort of effective opposition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's what's happening here in the U.S., yeah. Yeah, there's certainly a huge amount of misinformation coming out from all sides, from mainstream media, from uh, our current cabinet, um, and then to watch the Comey investigation where it's this supposed opportunity for questioning, but um, he has a classified um, testimony today, apparently, so he can't talk about anything because it's all being talked about today in a classified setting. So, right. So we get to watch and we get to participate in this open and honest, like, quote, <laughs> quote, honest, unquote, mm-hmm. um, representation of what's going on, yet none of the questions are being answered. Mm-hmm. So what are we as a people supposed to think when we see that? And, like, what are the questions even about? They're about, like, whether or not Hillary or, or Trump had ties to Russia or not. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't... Why do we care about that? I'm not really right. sure. I think they're both terrible people. I don't care if either of them has to have ties to Russia or not. I think they're both terrible politicians and neither of them should be in power. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, I also think this is a really good example of politicians using and manipulating the media in order to uh, control the narrative um, control the priorities for decision makers in Washington. Yeah. Um, Mm. For example, like I know that Dan Richman, who's a professor, but also an advisor to Comey is a Comey advisor who Comey confided in after meeting with Trump X amount of times. Richman has like a direct um, working relationship with, a reporter at the New York Times. So by kind of strategically meeting with Comey, strategically meeting with Richmond after select meetings, Comey kind of could uh, have some sort of sway in what would make it to national headlines, which would in turn have some sort of effect on, you know, any sort of reaction in Washington, I guess. Um, I don't know if that really makes any sense, um, but I think it's kind of like the House of Cards effect where um, the media can be manipulated to represent uh, a certain set of priorities and and then vice versa. I don't know um, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, Yeah, like Richmond leaked Comey's memos, but then I'm even confused about that because I actually wasn't really familiar with the memos about Comey and Trump's meetings. I was so wrapped up in more about what Comey was going to say about his investigation or, you know, the various investigations into the Russia connections. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I honestly didn't even know that Comey had been recording any of his meetings with Trump in an attempt to kind of like, uh, give himself some sort of paper, like paper alibi mm-hmm. when and if Trump called Comey a liar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't even know that really happened. 
until I watched bits and pieces of the testimony. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Like, he he almost comes off as, uh, you know, a citizen releasing important information to try to better understand the inner workings and the corruption of our government. But the the sheer amount of silence that in it's possible he was forced into by the um, the simultaneous investigation that's going on that is occurring in a private setting or in a classified setting. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that he intended to tell the public more, but he certainly didn't tell us anything no, right. in that three hour, three and a half hour. Yeah, that's the like testimony. it was it took three hours to say nothing. Like really nothing came out of all that questioning except for a whole lot of oh and I just realized we shouldn't have talked about any of this. Because mm-hmm. this is an open setting. Well, that brings yeah. us to the end of the hour. <laughs> um Sweet. I'd like to do a quick little uh mention of the recent what millennials are killing. Oh yeah, let's let's just do a quick update on so the millennial frag count. Um Psychologically oh, yeah. scarred millennials are killing dozens of industries, and it's their parents' fault. It's not our fault anymore. It's not our fault anymore, so at least we have that, everyone. All right. Well, so are we going to get into that? Or I think we don't have time. No, it's all right. Just know that it's Just not know that you. Nothing is your fault. It's not you. It's your nothing parents. Nothing matters. For now, it's your parents. This week, it's your parents. Just Nothing matters. Just release yourself into the void. And drift live about. live slow, <laughs> live die slow, whenever. die whenever. <laughs> Honestly, something I've heard myself saying to myself in my head uh, an alarming amount of times this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's been an hour, everybody. It's been an hour. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>